What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into another episode of the 526 Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan. Back on this Thursday evening, discussing St. John's basketball and their 80-65 loss the other night to the Seton Hall Pirates. I did not see that coming. Um, I came on here on after the Creighton game on Saturday night, I think it was, or Sunday, and spoke about my thoughts and feelings on heading into The Rock, place that St. John's hasn't won at in quite some time, and expressed that I thought that this was a different St. John's team. But ultimately, I was not accounting for the illnesses that unfortunately St. John's had to deal with, and I didn't think we would play that poorly. The first four minutes of the game was a total, total shit show. The offense wasn't there at all, literally. They couldn't buy a bucket for the first five or four minutes, excuse me, and 53 seconds, almost five whole minutes of hoops going down and just jumper after jumper not falling. And it seemed like they were trying to do what Rick Pitino said after the Michigan game. This felt so much like the Michigan game. But the only difference was the opposing team was allowing you to come back and you just could not do it. But St. John's trailing 13 to 2 down by 11 with 13:29 left was terrible. They were trying to do too much one-on-one. They were just shot chucking, settling for one-on-one jumpers and not trying to get the open look. And when they would get the open look, their shot wouldn't fall. It was pathetic to watch. Didn't try to go inside to Joel Soriano, who for whatever reason was just completely outmatched and out-hustled by the backup big for Seton Hall, Elijah Everett Hutchins. What the hell? I mean, it's just completely... It's just something I wouldn't have expected to see middle of January. And I know the excuses, of course... Well, Patino was sick, and Rick Patino came down with COVID. It was announced, I think, within an hour of game time that Rick wouldn't be on the sidelines and Steve Massiello would be the head coach. And listen, there is a clear difference going from the MAAC to the Big East. I mean, obviously, there will there is a, you know, from the standpoint of a, um, of a you know talent perspective and just a aggression perspective, but just being out coached, I mean that was a clear out coached and out prepared and outworked with St. John's against Seton Hall, unbelievable. And Massiello, I mean, it seemed like after the first media timeout, he got them together and was able to you know get things turned around. It seemed like it. I mean, it it seemed like in the first half there. You know, once we settled in, it was like, okay, here comes St. John's. We started going on a run. We started coming back a little bit. We eventually, you know, got it to within one. And it seemed like, all right, here we go. Here comes St. John's. Here comes this offense. You know, we got it to a tie at 19. 
And then we got it to a tie at 24. And then the Pirates took back over. And they went on. Probably, I, I cannot remember a team in recent years doing this to St. John's. I don't think there was ever a run that was as brutal as St. John's would go on. Not scoring for the remainder of... Four minutes and 33 seconds. Four minutes and 33 seconds, and it ended on a 14-0 Seton Hall run up 38-24. to Again, missed shots and poor defense and allowing guys to get hot from beyond. Not closing out on your three-ball uh, defense. And, I mean, Alamir Dawes started popping off. Dylan Adaiwusu, you knew he'd be fired up, but I wasn't expecting what he did in this game as he just took over in that one. Pretty pathetic to see that. And I think it showed, I mean, I heard people, you know, there were some grumblings on Twitter that perhaps with the illness to Patino that St. John's wasn't practicing on Sunday and Monday. So that could have and I'm assuming that at least had something to do with it. Obviously, if that's true, now if it's not true and they were still able to conduct practice, well, then that's stupid that they came out that way, and that's just a clear... That's just Massiello. If there was hope that when, you know, Rick retires, that Massiello would be the guy for the job. That just went completely out the window the other night, believe me, because that was just terrible coaching on his part but just terrible play too by you know the guys out there I mean like I said Joel Soriano looked like a shell of him look looked like the Joel Soriano we saw two years ago I have no idea what the deal was there but then the second half starts and then they go on another 14-0 run and it's 52 to 24 St. John's doesn't score until the 16-03 mark and then from that point on it was garbage time that's really what Zach Braziller wrote in the post. He said after Seton Hall went on their 28-0 run, it was garbage time with 16 minutes left to go in the game. In a game. I mean, how do you get that out coached by Shaheen Holloway? I mean, it's not. I'm not discrediting Seton Hall. They've done a fantastic job so far this season. They've, you know, really got things turned around. I was talking to one of my buddies who goes there and. I think it was when they played Iowa or USC over Thanksgiving break. He mentioned to me, man, you know, we're looking pretty brutal. I don't think we're going to be, you know, even a bubble team heading into the tournament. I think we're going to be an NIT team this season, hopefully an NIT team. So it's going to be a really down year. Well, they're at their best start since the Miles Powell season back in 2018 or 2019, 2020, excuse me, when they were ranked in the top 10. And then St. John's just gets completely blown off. One of the most and probably the highly uh, highest anticipated games that St. John's and Seton Hall recently have been um, playing in their history. Um, recent history, I should say. As both teams playing at high levels, St. John's, I mean, it seemed like we've grown a long way since Boston College and Dayton and Michigan, and it seemed like here come the Johnnies, and all of a sudden, a big nosedive. You know, it was kind of 10 steps forward, 5 steps back for St. John's. Actually, 10 steps forward, more like 11 back for St. John's. 
And I think the one thing you look at and the one constant is Rick not being there. I mean, Rick Pitino is a Hall of Fame head coach. He's been, you know, to many Final Fours, led many teams to the tournament. He's done it at any level. I mean, you look at Iona, you look at Providence, Louisville, you name it. He's done it, obviously. That goes without saying. So not having him on the sideline is bad. But you would think that one of his assistants and a guy that used to play under him at Kentucky would have been able to carry that same message. And Massiello didn't do that. I mean, as a matter of fact, I'm like, maybe they should have went with someone else. A different assistant on that sideline. Maybe Van Macon, as a matter of fact, should have been out there. I mean, I guess they won Massiello because of his experience and given the fact that it was on short notice. But, man, I mean, I, I, I if I could have the decision over again, I'm sure I would have said, you know what, let's get Van out there. Someone that, I mean, I thought he was a really and the lone bright spot in the assistant coaching um of the assistant coaches the last couple of years in the tenure of Mike Anderson. And clearly Rick saw something in him, not only from a recruiting perspective, but from a perhaps an X's and O's perspective with um with Van as well as he retained him, the only retainee um of that coaching staff from Mike Anderson. And I just don't I don't know. I mean, if I could go back and do it over again, if I were Rick, I'd probably go with Van. But ultimately I think to say that not having Rick didn't, you know, have any effect on the game, I can assure you it did. I mean, St. John's has not been out-rebounded this season to the tune of 49-28. to 28. Uh, Pathetic. Turning the ball over 12 times, Dennis Jenkins, you know, um, just, I mean, he's been a shot chucker all year. But it just seemed like he was just going down and putting it up, going down, putting it up. I mean, what we've seen this season, Joel Soriano just getting outworked in the paint. R.J. Luis was, you know, was nowhere to be seen. He, you know, seven minutes. Um, that played an effect as well, of course. Naheem Aline turned in his worst performance of the season. Just what, I mean, what are we doing here, guys? What are we doing? I, I just, I don't get it. I mean, I, I just think from a coaching perspective, from an effort perspective, it wasn't there. And, I mean, you know, especially after you lost to Creighton in the fashion you did, I thought they'd come out and rise to the top and, and, and they'd be ready to go. But that just didn't happen. It was just a huge bummer and a huge letdown to watch. And the Seton Hall fans saw on Twitter afterwards, I mean, they were getting after it. St. John, Seton Hall, they were... Going, uh, going nose to nose, which was interesting, and you know, I mean, I was debating on whether or not I'd say something, but I put something out there. I think you know, some people just needed to look at it and just shut their phones off, cl- you know, close the app for a little while, because I'll tell you what, um, allowing the Seton Hall fans to get under your skin that much. It's one thing for UConn fans to do that, but for Seton Hall, it's that's brutal. You know you've hit rock bottom. You know you've hit rock bottom when that happens. I'm not. I'm saying you know in terms of a post game analysis. I'm not saying for individual fans as a whole. I'm just saying as a fan base, you know when you let Seton Hall get under your skin like that, you've really 
you've really outdone yourself that night in terms of, uh, you know, crappy play. And that's what St. John's did. Um, you know, and I, and I just think that performing like that in the rock, performing like that against any team sucks. It sucks because I, you know, can't continue to go on and rave about anyone. I mean, the only guy that was worth, you know, mentioning that had any type of performance was Zuby Edgifer. I mean, he came out and he played well. Pleased to see that. Pleased to see that that's someone that you feel, you know, you're getting more and more comfortable with. Joel's not having, you know, um, you know, maybe um, his best night. You know, you can at least get some, get a spark out of Zuby, or he needs a breather. Soriano needs a breather. You go to Zuby off the bench, so that's good to see. Um, I think recently he's been playing better, but other than that, it was just ridiculous. I mean, just absolutely and positively a pathetic night of basketball from St. John's and one that I hope they throw this game out and, you know, don't look back on again. However, we got Marquette coming up. We got a Marquette team that's coming into the garden that's ranked 17th in the country, and Marquette's not one, you know, Shaka Smart, come out like that he's going to expose you one of the best head coaches and they're on you know a weird kind of run right now marquette is now they just beat villanova at home so maybe you know they're they're getting a little more comfortable but i don't i don't think that's going to be the case with the shock smart coached marquette team as we've seen over the last couple seasons this is going to be a golden eagles squad that's going to be ready to you know on a night where saint or on a day excuse me an afternoon where saint john's is unveiling some throwback unis. This is going to be a Marquette team that's ready to come in and uh, and tear it down. I mean, you know, this is a, a proud uh, game for St. John's with the uh, old 90s jerseys back out there, which look, I mean, really cool. I'm, uh, I'm, you know, maybe planning on putting in an order for one at some point in time here in the near future because I really like that we're throwing it back to something and not just bringing out the the gray unis, those ugly gray-on-gray uniforms that I can't stand looking at. But I'm excited to see it. You know, I'm excited to see what it looks like. And, I mean, th- this is a game against Marquette. You got to pull it out. I mean, our net didn't drop that much. I think, you know, as uh, last time I checked today, we're at 37 or 36. So the net didn't fall that much. And Seton Hall didn't rise that much. But you could see who was the more T.O. team, P.O. team, however you want to say. Seton Hall, you could tell they were pissed that they came uh, into that game as an unranked team. You could tell that, you know, Shaheen Holloway used that as a uh, as a talking point, that they're not getting enough respect. And St. John's could have looked at it as, a, okay, we're pissed off because we just lost by one to Creighton. And it could have been a big, you know, battle of, Who's going to be able to control their aggression a little bit more and and not play completely off of you know pure um, energy and pure aggression and you know really really see what both teams are made of? But unfortunately, it was Seton Hall coming off the better end. St. John's are going to have another shot at Seton Hall, guaranteed at least um, you know down the line. So we need to see. Much better effort against the Pirates. And a much better effort, though, coming up against Marquette. I can't imagine we're going to see Rick Pitino, a Rick Pitino coached team, two games in a row, 
lay that type of an egg. But it happens, but I just don't want to see it. Um, and definitely not of a St. John's team. But the sky's not falling. This is still a good team. This is, in my opinion, still a tournament team. They need to show up Saturday and prove that against Marquette. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in again. Need to see more fans at the Garden. Now, unfortunately, with getting your crap kicked out of you against Seton Hall, I don't know if you're going to be seeing that right away, but hopefully we will at the Garden this um, upcoming sun, upcoming Saturday, that is, against Marquette. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and as always, I'll talk to you next time. Wake me up, wake me up.